on here. I'd like to thank Larry Pesci from Paul.com for giving me a ticket to go to the conference. Otherwise, I wouldn't be going to the conference. I'd just be going up to a party for a night and sleep in my van and drive home the next day. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to create a schmooball cannon. Now, a schmooball is a stress relief ball, one of those foam ones, and they use them at the conference when a speaker's talking, you can throw the schmooball at the speaker to interrupt the speaker in order to ask a question, or if you don't agree with what they're saying. Now, I know last year somebody made a schmoo cannon that was a uh, modified leaf blower. I've done some research on the internet, and I see that people have made a ball launcher out of PVC using one piece as a pressurized chamber and then a sprinkler switch, a sprinkler valve for, uh, I suppose it's for landscaping purposes, a sprinkler valve to release the pressure. And so pretty much you, you pressurize your PVC with a pressure tank or some CO2 and then you get one shot at about 40 to 80 PSI, which will launch a weighted tennis ball something like uh, 100 to 200 feet at a good height. And they do this, it's called a pneumatic antenna launcher. You can research that. They use the ball, they put a uh, fishing reel type setup on the end of the launcher and attach fishing line to the ball, shoot the ball over the tops of trees, and then they get the ball and lower it so they can get a hold of it and then string an antenna up into the treetops using air pressure and a valve to release the pressure suddenly. Now, if anybody knows about making a potato gun, potato gun is PVC with a chamber on the end, but instead of building up the pressure and releasing it with a uh, valve, you have a larger end with a screw-in cap. You spray some, like, uh, flammable gas in there, like hairspray or something, and you uh, have an ignition switch from, well, like, a camp stove. You flip the switch, it lights the gas, and it sends the potato launching from the explosion from the compressed gas. I've decided, I had a moment of inspiration. I came up with something almost completely different. And I'm not going to go, I don't want to go into all the details of the actual propellant quite yet. I'd like to leave that as a surprise for uh, after the conference. But I have already been to the store, picked up a few little things that I'm going to need to build the launcher. And it's a very simple design. It's much like a regular potato gun. Ever had a schmoo ball before, so I had to ask uh, Larry what the, um, the size of a schmoo ball was. And he says it's about um, two and three quarters of an inch. So he said he was using three inch PVC pipe. So I went ahead and got myself a piece of three inch PVC pipe, a coupler, and a clean out cap, which if you were doing plumbing, then you could have this outside of your plumbing system. So if you had a drain clog, you could uh, take a cap off and run a snake, which a snake is a plumbing cleaning device that you unwind into your plumbing system and it kind of breaks up the clogs. So I got a uh, cap, screw-in clean-out cap. I got a coupler and I got two cans of stuff here. One of them is the purple primer. Now if you're doing PVC, you um, 
have to get primer, which usually is purple. They do make clear primer, but it's a little more expensive, and there's regular PVC cement. Now, you're not actually gluing it as well. You're not gluing it like you think you might be. PVC, when you use the cement, it actually bonds the two pieces together physically, not just by making them sticky, making them stick together, it actually takes the two pieces and bonds them together. What I'm getting ready to do is I've got my uh, work area here and I've laid a bunch of newspaper down so I don't get purple primer because it will stain permanently. And I'm going to clean the PVC. It's already cleaned. It's already dry. And I'm going to uh, just use the Dremel here to kind of um, take the edge off of the pipe, which I'm going to be inserting into the coupler. I think I'd better put uh, safety goggles on to keep plastic shrapnel out of my eyes. And I will also put on a dust mask here to keep from inhaling particulate matter. Because who wants to breathe in or get PVC stuck in their eye? Okay, so all I've done is created a, a rounded leading edge on the PVC pipe here. That way when I insert it into the coupler, it will um, not scrape the cement off of the edges of the wall so much and hopefully create a better fit because I did a little uh, dry fire testing yesterday without it even glued together using uh, my method of propulsion and I was, uh, let's see, I was using a closed 12 ounce beer bottle with about an ounce or two ounces of liquid still in the bottom of it as my projectile. And I had the cannon propped up against the well house, kind of like a mortar at a very steep angle. I mean, like, it wasn't quite vertical. You know, it was maybe 10 degrees off of vertical, something like that. And I test fired two or three shots with the longest shot being about a little over 100 feet with a height of about... I'd say, you know, another 50, 75 feet. Shooting it horizontally, I'm fairly certain I could launch a glass beer bottle about 200, 250 feet or so. So I've got the, the leading edge trimmed up, and so now I think I'm just about ready to prime and prepare to glue my uh, coupler and my end cap here sections. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to round off the end cap as well, which it fits into the coupler, so that way I can just go ahead and glue everything all at once. I think I mentioned I was using a Dremel to um, do my sanding for me. It's a uh, Dremel lithium-ion cordless. It's 10.8 volts, 5,000 to 35,000 RPM model 800. And i got to tell you, it's, uh, my wife got it for me for Christmas either last year or the year before. The battery holds a charge for a really long time. It's got a little uh, metal hook, a metal ring on the bottom, so if you wanted to hang it up, you could hang it up and use the, uh, the, sh the shaft attachment if you're doing some detailed work, which I really recommend if you're doing any kind of artistic carving because it takes the weight of the Dremel out of your hand and uh, lets you just use the tip kind of like a stylus or a pen so you can more accurately do your creative endeavors. So, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do the primer here. 
pretty good. Go figure considering it's a volatile substance and you don't want to accidentally spill it. So now I've got to find a wrench of some sort. I guess I could get here I can hit it with a try a wrench. Vice grips, chisel, that might work. Just something to loosen the cap up just a little bit. I'm sure plumbers that are using it usually have some sort of plumbing wrench available. So if it won't open up, it'll, uh, they can figure something out. Okay, wrenches, adjustable wrench isn't going to work. Needle nose pliers aren't going to work, so I'm going to kind of tap at here. Chisel. Let's see if I can't get it loosened up here. That doesn't work. I'll find um, something else. I had some vice grips, but I used them on my last project. I don't exactly remember what I did with them when I was done. It's just always a thing to do. I think if I tap the chisel just right, because it's got grooves around it, and I could uh, get it to turn. The only reason I'm using a chisel, by the way, is because it was the first thing I found. And probably not the best thing to use, but, you know, I was going to use a flathead screwdriver, but like I said, it was the first thing I found. Chisels are actually generally, generally pretty freaking sharp. But I used this one when we were fitting in the house, doing the floor, and so I'm pretty sure it's not the sharpest tool in the shed. Okay, a little windy tonight, but I have found my trusty and only slightly rusty vice grips, which I will definitely be able to remove the top of this can of primer. for the job. Okay, now you want to prime the whole thing, the whole uh, area where you'll be fitting the piece together. I'm going to do this in sections. So first I'm going to prime one side for the clean out, for the uh, end cap with the screw on. Now it it slides into the coupler and purple stuff is kind of messy so that's why I've got old clothes on here. I'm holding the fitting upside down and the primer doesn't have to be wet dry so if you happen to make a mess you can take a second to grab a paper towel and clean up a little bit of the excess if you want it to kind of look like a nice well if you want it to look nice you can either get the, the clear primer or you can mask off areas of the PVC that uh, that you don't want stained so I've got my PVC cement here got the area primed the most important part of the seam is the bottom two-thirds because that's where the most of the sticking action is going to happen. So be sure you use plenty of cement and then I'm just going to take my end cap and slide it in with a twist. Make sure I get a good tight seal on it and that's that part there. I guess I'm going to take the screw part out just in case I make a mistake. I wouldn't want my end cap to stick in place. Now I'm going to do the same thing to the other side of my coupling. And I'm holding it 
angled down, applying a liberal amount of primer to the inside of the coupler. Make sure it's evenly good in purple. I guess it's a good thing about it being colored is that you can see the uh, evenness of the application. Okay, I'm done with the primer, so I'm going to go ahead and put the top back on that and get ready to attach the coupler to the end of the PVC tube here. I'm going to go ahead and kind of brush it off. Make sure there's no loose PVC flakes on there to uh, interfere with the weld. And then just apply PVC cement over the primer. Make sure I get the whole area coated. Nice and good there. Nice and even. Wipe off these little drips. My paper towel. Yeah, so I dry fired it. I didn't dry fire it. I fired it live yesterday after I bought the parts just to see how well I thought it was going to work. And truly really impressed with the results. One particular test with a large amount of, um, not a large amount, but I used a different method of charge. I used a different type of charge to launch the projectile. And the amount of pressure it created actually blew the unglued end cap off of the so it gave me a little idea as to uh, the actual, you know, amount of pressure being created. Another thing I noticed was, another thing I tried to launch was an empty beer can. And when I went to retrieve the beer can, why it didn't, it didn't fly as far as the bottle, which had more mass. So I guess it traveled farther. But I did notice that the can, it, it had been partially crushed by the force of the uh, charge. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Okay, so that glue's got to set. I read the instructions here. Let it set for 24 to 48 hours before applying pressure. Well, that sounds about right. It'll probably be uh, another day or so before I actually get to test it anymore now that it's glued up. And I've got a three, three foot length here, which is pretty big. And I've read that I can go down to about 19 inches and I'll still have optimal range. Apparently uh, the projectile actually gets pressure built up in front of it and it slows the rate of the launch. So what I'd like to do is reduce the barrel length and use uh, the smallest charge possible because it's really loud as hell. And one of the tests I did yesterday, it pretty much sounded like I was shooting off some kind of firearm. Now I know what a shotgun sounds like in a 22, and it's somewhere in between <laughs> a shotgun and a 22. And I'm planning on taking this to Washington D.C. So what I essentially have here is half of a pipe bomb that I'm planning on taking to the nation's capital. Which that's a dumb idea, especially since I spent the week before I built it googling around on how to build uh, pipe bombs. So since I know that they have the ability to unnecessarily monitor my surfing habits, which of course, you know, Google monitors everything you do, but all it would take would be to um, put two and two together and come to the wrong conclusion that I was trying to, uh, you know, do something that I'm not. Okay, so I went to the store to get the pipe, and they had like a, shit, it must have been like a 10, 15 foot piece of 3 inch PVC. I mean, this thing was huge. And I was like, yeah, fuck it, I'll just take the whole thing. And then I, I got it up to the counter. I was like, you know, I really don't need all this pipe. And so the guy offered to just cut me off a section. And so I guess he 
didn't feel like sawing all the way through it or something because when he came back he had he just like broken three feet off of the end of the pipe i mean it was all jagged there was a point on it it looked like you could kill somebody with it i mean so first thing i did before i used it to launch was i uh cut off the jagged piece and it's still i didn't i still didn't get a really straight cut on it because the I left, I kind of left the hacksaw sitting out from the last project, and it got rained on and kind of rusty. And the thing about a rusty saw is it's kind of hard to cut with it first, but after you get going, it just the rust works off the blade, and it it cuts fine again. And so it took me a minute or so to get it going, but once I got the blade cleaned off, then it uh, started cutting. And, I, and it cut pretty straight. There's just a little lip here, so all I'm going to do now is I'm going to just kind of round off the the leading edge for aesthetic purposes in case I decide to just leave it a three foot uh, mortar and I don't do anything else to it. Alright, that's a lot better. And I'm still using my safety goggles and my dust mask to prevent inhalation of PVC and uh, getting it in the, the eyes. I'm going to wash my hands because I've got uh, powdered plastic on my hands now, and since this is not a Chinese cooking show, I won't be um, serving plastic. I will talk a little bit about the type of charge that I'm using. I'm not going to go into detail. Like I said, I don't really want to spoil the mystery, as it were. Pretty much what I'm doing is I've, I've experimented with using both plastic and glass bottles. Well, it turns out that the uh, the chemical reaction that I create get really freaking hot. I mean, one of the one of the ingredients is water. Hell, everything's got fucking water in it, right? So the uh, the reaction is between water and one of the other elements, and it's catalyzed by a third element. So it's really a trinary compound creating a large amount of pressure in a small space, which, if you know anything about explosives, an explosion is expansion plus compression. Like, say you take gunpowder and put it in a dish, it's just going to make a flash. If you take gunpowder and put it in a metal casing and prevent it from expanding rapidly, it will make an explosion. So, what I'm doing is I'm creating a quite somewhat volatile chemical reaction in an enclosed space. In, in this case, I'm using 12-ounce Mickey's beer bottles, which um, they're called Mickey's Grenade. They have a wide mouth, and they have a screw-on cap, which is perfect because I put the ingredients into the bottle, and I can screw the cap back on, and the expansive forces created will cause the pop, the, cause the top to pop off. The bottle doesn't explode because the uh, cap is the weak link in the um, chain there. So what I do is I put the ingredients into the bottle and drop them down the tube and I've got like maybe 30 seconds to a minute depending on how much water I add before the pressure inside the bottle is large enough to blow the blow the top off. So after I put the charge, the, the charge would be the, the bottle with the ingredients in it. I drop the charge down in the tube and then I drop my projectile in on top of it. So that's the, uh, the process there. So now the only thing left to do is wait. I've got to wait 24 hours, which I won't wait 24 hours. If the weather's okay tomorrow, I will go out and do a test fire tomorrow. That should be pretty nice. I will be able to get an idea of 
the size of the charge I need, then for the conference I will pre-mix the ingredients. Well, since once you mix them together they become volatile, what I'll do is I can mix two of the ingredients together and they don't interact. They it's stable. And the third ingredient I'll keep separate and so when it's time to do a launch then I will add the ingredients together and um, create explosion. Alright, welcome back. Day two of the um, Shmoo Launcher project and I'm just uh, getting set up here. I've got a couple of beers and first thing I'm going to do is set up my camera, have a launching line and then I'll pace off <coughs> from this line so I can get a consistent reading of the actual range of the gun, the cannon. 73 paces, which that's something like, uh, well, I'll get, the, I'll get the tape measure out and um, actually measure off how far one pace is from my heel to my toe, and uh, so we can get an accurate idea of the actual range. Now I'm going to take a ladder to my firing area so I can figure out how to best set up the shot here. So I'm more interested in the, the range than the actual firing of the device, but hey, the camera's set up. I'm going to go do a trial shot just to make sure everything looks okay. And I will set up my mixing station and prepare to do it for real. Hopefully I won't blow, uh, blow up and get PVC shrapnel in me because PVC doesn't show up on, doesn't show up on, on uh, x-ray. So this thing needs a sight. <laughs> I think I can fake it. I really don't know if I'm gonna put it on my shoulder or hold it down at my hip. <clears throat> I'd rather get permanent shrapnel in the hip than in the neck. Okay, I took a little test video there. Now I'm just gonna review it. Okay, well, video looks good. I'm gonna drink a beer. Get ready to mix me up a batch to uh, charge my machine here. Let's see, I've got, I've only got enough for two, maybe three total launches. I'll go check around and see what other kind of stuff I have, because, all right, well, I can get a little creative here today. I might have some RPG action going on. It just depends on how well things work. Okay, what I'm going to do now is I'm almost ready for the final phase of the testing project here. All I've got left to do is prepare my concoction and add some water, some other stuff to it, and we will be good to go. I'm going down. I've got enough bottles here to where I could do at least one <laughs> appropriate launch. And I can play around and I might can do two more. It just depends on quality of my caps because I know um, I don't know how recycling them is going to do once they've been fired. Cold beer. Tonight I'm once again drinking warm Milwaukee's Best Ice. I think what I've decided to do is just going to do a little shot from the hip while holding it horizontally. And I don't know what to expect from it exactly. I will cork it and make my 15 minutes of fame here. Just added the solution to the bottle. Shake it up real good. Drop it in the tube. 
Well, that was different. I'm not sure exactly what happened. The, uh, it seems that the bottle got hung up in the tube. I'm not quite sure what happened, but I've got to do one more test here. That was a miserable failure. I don't know. I, might, I must have used too much water. I'm not really, not really sure. I'll try that again. Well, if this don't do it, I'm pretty likely to blow my freaking hand off this, this time. I don't really know what happened. went off. It seemed like it had a decent amount of pressure. The projectile just didn't, just didn't fly. Maybe my um, setup is camera shy. I doubt it, though. So I'm going to do it again. This time with less water. Ready here. Of course, there's a car coming. Right when I'm getting ready. 
ready to achieve greatness. This should be good. I'll line up the shot. My beer box target best I can. Wait for the traffic to go by. Get everything ready here. Mm, might have used too much water that time. You can usually hear the plastic ones before they're about to go off. Kind of makes a groaning sound. I must have used way too much water. Nope, here we go. Here we go. Something's going to have to fizzled out again. That's the problem with the plastic bottles is that, like I said, it's hot. It'll melt rather than explode. Okay, well, okay. Oh, what to do now? I guess I could try a glass bottle with a used top one more time. Plenty of water in it and hope for the best.
I have decided to come back once again, revitalized. If the audio quality sounds a little better, that's because it is. I've got a new <coughs> cheapo um, headset. This time it's not a ear clip. It's a behind the head, and it's got some kind of big fancy name that I can't pronounce, but that's not important. So I'm ready to do my um, proof of concept. Once again, this time I'm going to set, set it up in mortar mode. I've got just about everything ready to go here, and I'm going to get it set up. So all I have to do is add water, turn on the camera, and set my charge and run away. So that's what I'm going to do now. So I'm going to go set the camera, and there will be some video of this available somewhere. If you know me, I've probably shared it with you. If I haven't shared it with you, then you might see it one day. Camera is recording. <coughs> Adding water. That should be plenty. Charge is set. Safety goggles on. I'm going to step back and wait for the boom. Been kind of a fun day. Yesterday we had uh, 65 mile an hour winds. There wasn't any storm, just some hellacious wind. So I had to spend a good part of the afternoon cleaning up the yard and uh, currently violating the burn ban. I'm actually surprised the fire department didn't show up because I burnt a uh, foam mattress cover. You know, I was thinking, okay, it'll just kind of smolder and smoke. And that thing made, turned into a fucking mushroom cloud like the second I threw it on the fire. It was insane. Okay, I'm expecting something to happen here. I might not have used enough um, solution, but that's the part of a trial and error. Okay, looks like I need to add about twice the amount of solution than I uh, added this time. It's kind of hard. I mean, I should have started out with accurate measurements and done it all scientific method fabulous. Then I would know exactly how much of X, how much of Y, and how much of Z I would have needed, but it's more fun to experiment, I think, to do it this way. Kind of reminds me of when I was in high school, my chemistry teacher actually let me make gunpowder. Lacking the ancient Chinese formulas, I had to guess the appropriate mixture of saltpeter, charcoal, and sulfur. Okay, this is going to go hot quick. Check. Oh, shit. Aim straight up. There we go. That should work pretty good. See if I can scare the neighbors. God damn. <laughs> that was some fucking hang time. That thing was in the air for a good couple of seconds. Well, I think um we are well on the way to success here. So, since I've put a unscrewable bottom, I should be able to extract the charge without dumping it. That bottle is long gone. Long freaking gone. Okay, so I do know, I just since I have measured out, for the most part, what I'm using, I now know pretty much exactly how much stuff I need to mix together. That was pretty nice. Now, it could be that change in angle. See, it worked really well at a vertical angle. I mean, that I didn't even see where the fucking thing went. I mean, the bottle must have been like, must have gone up like fucking 40 feet or something. Shit, I don't even know. I mean, I thought it had misfired because I didn't hear the thing. I didn't see the thing anywhere. So it must have gone up over the trees and landed like 150 feet into the woods because I didn't even see it hit. All I did was hear a thunk out there somewhere. And I have no idea where. I'm in the uh, 
habit now of pre-preparing. That way it doesn't take so long to um, to record the, the show here. So I've got most of my stuff ready to go, ready to just add water. All systems check. One charge, one projectile, one tube. Okay, everything is just about ready to go. Just get a camera and add water. It should be that easy. But I found nothing is ever, ever easy. Yeah, we got a hell of a windstorm. Half the counties in the state are... Uh, got some kind of fire in them. The governor declared a state of emergency and called out the National Guard to um, to help out. Okay. Here we go. Check. Careful. Water. Check. The cap didn't go on right. That's not going to work. That one's going to be a dud. threaded. Like I said, what can go wrong? Well, now we know. Now we know what can go wrong. So, try again. New charge. It's going to pop. It's going to pop! It's going to pop! Or not. It's probably just going to steam a whole lot. Why are these people looking? Oh, great. The lady next door is... Oh, now i got an audience. Tremendous. Hot glass, hot glass, hot glass. Well, this time I'm going to be more careful when I put the top on. Okay. Top is on good. Charge is in. Second charge is in lightly. First thing I'm going to do from the hip. Any second now. Here comes the car. Great. Nice. Success. We have explosive. Listen to that. Poisonous. Toxic. Chemical reaction. Hi. Okay, well, that did not go quite as far as I had expected. Let's see, let me stop the camera. And that will be the end of demo number one, successfully completed. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.